The following podcast contains explicit language. What are you going to eat for your first vegan Thanksgiving? I have no idea. We're going to be at Legoland. Ooh, not sure how that's going to go. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! Let's start with that. Yes, happy Thanksgiving! (laughs) In this episode, we're going to talk about the care and feeding of writers. Then, since it's Thanksgiving, we're going to do a special version of our Hits and Bombs segment. Today, it's just hits. Hits, hits, and more hits. Then this week's Hollywood hack is a Chinese proverb, and we have a work hike celebrity sighting. Uh, But first, a quick update. First, Sarah, I want to say happy birthday to my dad, Jack Kraft. It's his birthday birthday today. Um, It's always fun when his birthday falls on actual Thanksgiving Day. Happy birthday, Jack. Liz, we should tell our listeners, your friends, call your dad Smiling Jack, because he's just like the happiest. He's just like has the best energy of probably anyone I've ever met. Yes, he has always got a huge smile. That's part of why I actually named Jack after him, because I was hoping. (laughs) he would have the same cheerful demeanor as my dad. And he always calls you darling. It's the sweetest thing. Yes. So happy birthday, dad. And Liz, we have a quick update as well about the Warner Brothers pitch document. You have been spearheading, emailing this to all of our listeners who've requested it. Yes. um, Sarah, I send them out in batches a couple times a week, um, hopefully if I get to it. So Just, you know, if you send the email requesting the document, it will get to you. You just might have to be patient um, for a few days or even more, but it will come to you. And if you don't know what we're talking about, check out episodes 128 and also our bonus episode, which went live on November 7th. We talked about the Warner Brothers pitch document and how it kind of breaks down sections for a pitch specifically a drama pitch. And then we delivered our pitch for a show called American Beauties. We wrote as a pilot twice. It didn't get made, but it's a good pitch. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desks Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's the care and feeding of writers. Yes. We have worked with a lot of executives and a lot of producers, and this is something writers discuss a lot. We are sensitive creatures. Yes, we are. I would like to not be a sensitive creature, but the fact is, as writers, we we just are. Although we've gotten much less sensitive, <laughs> probably about 90% less sensitive than we used to be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but writing, even at 90% less sensitive, is still, it's very vulnerable, it's personal. You're opening yourself up to a lot of let's say feedback. You could also call it criticism. Mm -hmm. And some producers and executives know just how to communicate and handle and manage writers and creators and get the absolute best work out of us. And some just suck the life and energy and creativity just right out of you. Just suck it away. Yes. And we were thinking about this because we're lucky right now. We're working with amazing executives and amazing producers. But it made us think of all the times that has not been the case. And also, I think 
a lot of what applies to the care and feeding of writers probably applies to the care and feeding of anyone who's in yes. a position to be getting feedback on a project. Yeah. So um, hopefully this will be useful to anyone who is in the position of giving feedback. Certainly a lot of executives and producers listen to this show, so we know they will hopefully get something out of it. And, and your writers will thank you. Yes. So should we start with the do's because that's the positive? Yes. So speaking of start with the positive, <laughs> start with the positive. It's so huge. We do, despite, you know, Liz and I right now, we have our anxiety, there is no room for you here mantra. Mm -hmm. But even with that, we come into notes, calls, and meetings with anxiety. And starting with the good things, it just helps us kind of chill out. It softens us up for the bad stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I totally see why people would think, well, they're professional writers. They don't need praise. And we shouldn't need praise, but the fact is when you're about to get a lot of criticism, it's nice to just be told from the outset, hey, there are a lot of good things here. Yes. And then another thing is be direct. This is something we talked to Channing Dungy, who is now at Netflix but was the president of ABC when our show The Fix was being developed and got picked up. And she is one of the best note givers of anyone we've ever met, Because she's direct. Yes. In fact, we did a script for her several years ago, um, and we handed in the outline, and we got on the phone with her, and she said, I think she said, can I be direct or can I be honest or something like that? We said, yes. Please. And she was like, this is not working. And we heard what she had to say. We completely understood it. And we ended up throwing out the entire outline. Yeah. We just started over. We just erased the board, didn't even try to hold on to anything. We just started over. But we appreciated that she just came out and said it as opposed to beating around the bush. Yes. When when there are hard things that need to be said, it is so much better to just say them. And you can say them kindly and you can say them respectfully. In fact, We certainly recommend it. Yes. But don't do that thing of like, well, I just, I kind of think and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we give a lot of feedback, obviously, as showrunners. And we also try to just be direct. Yeah, I have to say, we were debating the other night, do you prefer to get notes or give notes? You would think it's easier to give notes because you're not off than doing all the work. But in a lot of ways, I think it's easier to get notes Because giving notes is a very difficult thing. It's very hard. It's hard to identify the actual issues, and then it's hard to communicate them clearly and, again, in a way that's respectful and doesn't just, you know, crush someone's soul. So we understand this. (laughs) Yes, we certainly do. And then another thing that we always appreciate is someone who is a cheerleader. Yes, that can take us so far. If we feel like someone is on the sidelines going, this is awesome, you can do it, you're doing great, keep going, it is so helpful. Yeah, it's sort of, it's, uh, you feel a little foolish that you need that. Yeah. But the fact is, everybody does, and it makes such a difference. And it also goes to sort of receptivity, because when you feel like someone is a cheerleader, And then that person has something negative to say or has a note that you may not love. You're much more likely to take it if you feel like like we're all on the same side and we're rooting for you. 
Yeah, it's really important that we all feel like we're on the same team. Um, One executive, Sarah, who I have to say I think is the ultimate cheerleader is Caitlin Foyda. Yes. She is like cheerleader extraordinaire. Yeah. She's like practically got pom-poms. Yes. I also, as we're going through these, I keep thinking of Lori Zacks, who, oh my God. you know, we did the fix with. Yes. Uh, it's just like huge cheerleader. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we've worked with so many. It's just some stand out as like really doing yeah. the flips. Yes. Well, and then the next one is very Lori to me, mm. which is know the difference between things that are important and things that are not important. Yes. We talk a lot on this podcast about moving the needle. Mm-hmm. Some things move a needle and some things don't. And if something is going to move the needle, it's really important to get under it and over it. It's yeah. very important to figure it out. If something's not going to move the needle, let it go. Yeah. And I think learning the difference is probably the journey of writers, executives, and producers. I think people spend decades honing (laughs) the knowledge of what's important and what's not. Absolutely. Also, Sarah, give the writer the benefit of the doubt. We've usually thought things through. So if something's just a little bit questionable and we say we think it works this way, just know we've probably spent hours— Yeah, we've spent hours sort of figuring out why this little thing is like that and how it affects all the other little things. Yes. Okay, and this is huge, Sarah, and this is also probably under the uh, what's important and what's not category, which Mm -hmm. is remember that it's a process and things will change. So many things will change. Yes, from a pitch to a story area to an outline to a script— I mean, so much can change. Characters can be created. Characters can be tossed. Act breaks can change. Storylines can change. The location of the show can change. I mean, everything can change. (laughs) So just know it's a process. Yeah, I ran into a writer the other day who was saying that he had just had, like, a really intense sort of discussion followed by email exchanges about this exact subject. Because he was like, it's an outline. I don't know if this scene is going to exist. Let's not break this scene into a thousand little pieces and see if every single tiny part works, because this may not be here. So spending, like, a week on this scene just means I don't have a week on the script later. Yeah. He was rightly very frustrated by it. Um, Also, this is important. Remember how many people and ideas we're juggling because we're getting input from numerous sources. And so if your note isn't addressed exactly the way you think it should be, just remember that, like, we're dealing with multiple thoughts. So sometimes, like, things just have to sort of change based on another thought. Yes. Um, and and we're doing the best we can. And we also have our own thoughts. Oh, yes, those. <laughs> those matter, too. Those. <laughs> that goes to, Sarah, the fact that you think you're right doesn't necessarily mean you are right. Yes. We have to tell ourselves this as well. Oh, all the time. In fact, we'll think very, very strongly that we're right about something and then just like, One little thing shifts and we're like, oh, no, no, we're totally wrong. That doesn't have to be that way. In fact, that just happened to us recently. Someone (laughs) had a note. We were like, no, we completely disagree. They were like, okay. And then we woke up the next day. We're like, they were completely right. (laughs) Exactly. 
So we we all we all feel this. Yes. And then also know when it's important for you to weigh in and when it's not. Yes, which partly goes to it's a process, things are going to change. We don't need every single note every single minute. But also like I think and I would feel this way if I were an executive or a non-writing producer likely, is that people feel they need to give notes in order to prove they're doing their job. I mean, just know that, like, if you don't have notes, we don't think you're not paying attention. It's okay. Yeah. And then, of course, if your note pushes something in the wrong direction, just own it. It yes. happens all the time. We've all done it. Yes, we all have to course correct back and forth, usually several times. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> Okay, and then moving on to the don'ts. Mm -hmm. Don't burn us out with minutiae. Yes. This is part of the everything changes thing. Yes. Just, yeah, details are not important until the final, you know, once you've got a script that seems to be ready, you know, to sort of be considered, well, then details matter. But up until that point, details aren't so important. Yeah, and there's a finite amount of Time and energy, mostly time. Yeah. yeah. And don't freak us out. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We are very <laughs> skittish people. Most writers will spiral yeah. very quickly. So just be careful. Something you might say casually could spin us out. Yes. And we then, do enough of that on our own. Exactly. We're really good at that. And then don't hold things up. Yes. Try to keep the process moving. That's very helpful. And then don't tell us to cut and add at the same time. This is one of the (laughs) biggest things that writers talk about. Like, they want me to add all this stuff, but they want me to cut. Well, it's sort of know what's important and what isn't. It's a similar thing. It's like everyone wants every piece of information in every document. But if you do that, the document is a script. Yes. So don't expect every single question to be answered in every single document. Never going to happen. Yeah. Another one is don't think the things that you would do and what a character would do are the same thing. And often this comes from experience. Like this is a note that Lori Zacks, who has been a producer in in many different places in many different ways, like she's not going to say like, I wouldn't do that so I don't understand the character. Right. Um, Characters do all sorts of things (laughs) that we wouldn't do, like kill people, hide bodies, steal money. Um, it's comforting to know you wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, all these things. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you would do. It matters if there's integrity for the character, which goes to what we talked about a few weeks ago with likability and accessibility yeah. of characters. Yeah. And then the biggest one, don't be an asshole. Yes. Now, <laughs> Sarah, what I feel very lucky about is that I feel like we've gotten to a point in our career where we can avoid assholes. Yes. So, and that is... Nice. Yes. Luckily, we're at a point where we're usually working with really nice people. And that makes everything so much easier and more pleasant. Yes. And it's one of the reasons we're thankful today on Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. for our amazing producers and studio and network partners. Yes. So thanks. Thanks all. If anyone's listening. (laughs) Okay. Next up, we have hits galore. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. Factor's 
fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it is time for our hits and bombs segment because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. But this week, in honor of Thanksgiving, we are just doing hits. Yay! So in my bullet journal every morning, there's a section where I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And it starts the day in such a positive way. And science tells us that gratitude makes us happier. So by the end of this segment, we will be aglow in bliss, Liz. Yeah, so um, we're just going to list a few things we're grateful for. I mean, to state the obvious, I'm very grateful for firefighters. Yeah. Los Angeles has been um, ablaze. Obviously, without the firefighters, we wouldn't be here. Yes. So thank you to the firefighters. We really do appreciate you. Also, Sarah, I am thankful to Chuck, our executive producer, because without him, you don't even want to know what this podcast would sound like. It'd be like, uh, um, oh, shoot. Let me say that a different way. He cuts (laughs) out all the, the verbal trash that we produce. (laughs) And he just made you a throat coat tea. He did. Yeah. He's also really nice and pleasant. Uh, Well, thanks. I mean, you're welcome. Thank you, Chuck. We're grateful for you. Yes, we are. I also want to express gratitude for all of the people who came to see Gretchen and me on our tour this year. It was a huge deal for me personally because I had such stage fright. So to get over that was just For me, it felt like a major personal development moment, but I wouldn't have had that opportunity had people not actually gotten (laughs) tickets and shown up um, and been such great audience members asking questions, offering hacks, clapping. That was nice. (laughs) So thank you, everybody. And hopefully we'll be touring a lot more. Hopefully, Sarah, you and I will get out there at some point. That would be fun. It's been so fun to just hear you talk about the tour when you come home and all the people that you've met. It really does sound like it's been an an amazing experience. Yes. Many of whom are like, where's Sarah? Is Sarah coming? Are you going to do Happier in Hollywood? So um, we have to do that. Something to discuss in the new year. Okay, Sarah, um, let's hear three things you are grateful for. Well, I'm starting with you. You did something so kind for me lately, and it's like a simple thing, but it's something that you're like very good at. This Mm. is like a special Liz Craft thing. I have been talking about being a voluptuous vegan. Yes. (laughs) Um, And you got me. You ordered for me a um, beautiful canvas bag with voluptuous vegan um, in this really cool font on it. And you surprised me with it. And it was like the nicest thing. It just it made me feel so good. Oh, well, I'm glad. So thank Um, you. And I am glad that you're the voluptuous vegan. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the voluptuous vegan a lot in months and years to come. We are. And then... 
I'm really thankful that we have two pilots that we love. And I'm we talked about this a little in the previous segment, but I'm really thankful to all the people that we're working with. Yes. Who are so brilliant at all of the do things yes. in our do and don't list. And, you know, I think we're going to come out of this with two really fabulous projects. Yes. And that I'm very thankful for that. Yes. Especially after, you know, we really loved the fix and it was really hard mm. to lose yeah. it. Um, yeah. So I'm just happy that we're moving on with things that we're really excited about. I am, too. I'm grateful for that as well. <laughs> and then I'm really, really thankful today, especially to um, Violet's nanny, mm. who is at home with her. She's sick. She has mm-hmm. a fever and she's taking care of her and giving her snuggles and tea as we speak. So thank yes. you to Estella. Yes. Having someone you trust care for your child, there's nothing obviously more important than that. Yeah. So thank you to all the caregivers out there. And thank you to all of you. Thank you for yes. listening. Thank this you is from both of us. Yes. Thank you for being such an engaged community. We appreciate you so much and we hope you have a wonderful holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Next up, a stolen Hollywood hack. But first, this break. Okay, Sarah, it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack, and we stole this from Sherry Salata and Nancy Holla's newsletter for The Pillar Life. You may remember we've talked to Sherry on the show, and we've talked about their podcast, The Sherry and Nancy Show. We recommend it to everybody. And we subscribe, of course, to their newsletter. And it started recently with this proverb that I just love so much. We were like, this is a Hollywood hack. We're stealing this. And the proverb is, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Oh, yeah. That's true. It's just so profoundly true, right? It is. I certainly feel that way about my whole food plant-based diet, which Mm. Sherry and Nancy are both whole food plant-based folks and really inspired me. It's, It's just so great because it reminds you of thinking forwards, Mm -hmm. and it reminds you of outcome, that simple acts taken today result in big, wonderful things in the future. Yeah, and rather than regret that you didn't start it a decade ago, be glad that you're starting now. Yeah. Because it's the second best time. (laughs) Do you have anything you feel this way about, Liz? Yes. You know what I feel this way about? Being more relaxed in the morning. Like, when Jack started school, I was just so uptight about getting him there on time that I was really just so wound up and unpleasant, like, every morning, because our family is the kind of family that just doesn't naturally get somewhere on time. And then now I've taken a much more—I've just decided, you know what? If he's late, he's late. I'm going to still be pleasant. And um, I'm really glad I'm doing that now. I wish I'd been that way when he started in kindergarten. But better that I'm that way now. Exactly. Than never. The second best time to plant a tree is now. Yes. Listeners, how about you? What tree are you happy you've planted now? What tree do you think you should plant, even if you wish you'd planted it 20 years ago? Let us know at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Okay, Liz, we had a celebrity sighting this week. But it's really the context of the celebrity sighting that is the most exciting. (laughs) Yes, because we have talked on this podcast about how we dropped off our hiking routine. Yes. We had not hiked for months. It was bad. Bad. We are back. Yay! 
We had two work hikes this week, both of which were insanely productive. So productive. We we got notes on one of our um, network outlines. And, uh, I mean, we figured out the notes, all of the notes, except for I think we missed one, yeah. on the hike. The entire thing. We just were like hiking up that hill. We figured it all out. It was incredible. It was almost as if we can only think when we hike. (laughs) Exactly. We're going to have to be hiking like eight hours a day. Yes, we had two work hikes, and then I hiked like on a morning that you could not hike. Yeah, so you got in three hikes. So we are back. Amazing. We are back. Yay. And Sarah, we even had a celebrity sighting as we were coming down the mountain. (laughs) I call it a mountain. We saw Marissa Jarrett Winokur. Yes, she is uh, an actress, probably best known for winning a Tony for her performance as Tracy Turnblad in the Broadway musical Hairspray. But she's been on tons of TV shows. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She was on The Talk, one of your favorite talk shows for a while. Yes, so Sarah, it was so fun to see her. And for us, it was such an amazing reminder that work hikes are so good, so necessary. We got so much done. We did something good for our brains and our bodies. And we saw Marissa Jarrett Winokur. Go us. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and the new podcast from Whole30's Melissa Urban, Do the Thing. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. Fain, and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Yes. I mean, Sarah, of course, there's so many other things that I'm thankful for. It's hard to just, like, pick a few. I know. Well, that's why I like doing it every day, because you get you can do three different ones every day. Well, that's good. Maybe I'll do that in my mind. <laughs> From the Onward Project.